Hey, Ryan, I've got a dad joke for you. Oh, no. Just just tell it to me. Don't even waste the time. <laughs> what do vegan zombies eat? What? Grains. I'm, Are you impressed? I'm, so sad. I'm, Are you I'm impressed? impressed, but I'm so sorry that our audience had to go through that. How dare you? <laughs> uh, it's always zombies. our best foot forward on Infinity Rewatch. Welcome aboard. And this is the Infinity Rewatch recap of What If Episode 5. And I'm Andrew Fantasia. Hello. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Ryan J. Whitehead here. And ugh, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Dial uh, Z you, for zombies. Dial Z. Oh, yeah, that was the Simpsons one. That's right. Um, yeah. As you guys can probably tell from our voices, Ryan and I are, neither of us are a big fan of zombie things. Um, Ryan, have you ever seen a zombie thing that you were on board with? Yeah, actually, once. Once. And I'll get into that. Um, so now, he, but I can't get into it without a little prefacing here first and let me preface the whole zombie thing first of all at first i like zombies i i like them i thought they had they had an interesting thing to contribute until hollywood just bled them dry literally um i think that i think at this point zombie movies or anything zombie related it's just like oh there's a weird disease must be zombies people are coming back from the dead must be zombies and it, i'm just like <laughs> you know and it, it's like i can't even begin to tell you like oh there's an evil spell and they come back as zombies like why why it feels like such a cop-out in writing like why would you just why would you not just put a little extra effort and like do something other than zombies like for the love of god um and you know resident evil did a cool idea you know it was a weird virus and in the end these people were just decaying and dying and you know and they're zombie like but it's just like walking dead for example it's something weird in the air there must be zombies like i'm just so sick of it i am honestly just so absolutely sick of it and i read i i read a little bit of the comic on marvel zombies a long time ago and I was just so tired of it because it was on like the hype train of zombies because mm-hmm. zombies in the 2000s for some reason just exploded and became like the best thing ever. And I, yeah, I just, I was like, it's like, it's Marvel characters, but they're zombies. And it's like, oh, no. And there are, there is one example that I actually really did like it. And, and they never even mentioned the word zombie once. And it was brilliant. It was so good. And so the only times of like zombies is one when Simpsons did the zombie episode. It was absolutely hilarious. And I had a really good laugh with that one. And then there's this movie called Doomsday. And Doomsday is about, uh, takes place in the United Kingdoms. And, um, and so what happens is, is there's a weird disease outbreak um in scotland and it just starts breaking out across the united kingdoms Uh and what happens is is people are like this it's like essentially a flesh-eating virus um so they kind of appear zombie-like 
but they're not zombies. They never even mentioned the word once. They're just these infected people. And what ends up happening is, is the, um, is the UK ends up, um, England ends up building a massive wall around Scotland to kind of protect themselves from getting, you know, infected. And eventually the wall breaks down and the virus starts spreading in England and, and a guy makes it, a, an infected guy makes it into like their base of operations because I don't know, he's somewhat conscious and um, he gets all the way up to the head office and he ends up infecting the prime minister and it's a whole thing. And um, yeah, in the end, it's, it's really good. Uh, it has this amazing actress who names, whose name escapes me at the moment, but the cool part of the story is in ground zero where the, the infection started, there are people that are alive and like they survived this like infection. And so they need to go find a cure and they, they go in and it's like a punk rock society. It's all like these dudes with like massive mohawks and they're just like street punks and they try to create their own empire. And then there's the scientist who goes mad and he decided to start all over again uh, society in like a medieval times kind of era. So this, this sci-fi science, yeah, the sci-fi kind of zombie ish movie turns into a medieval times fantasy movie all into this one massive genre. And it was the, it was the first time I seen a movie where they use zombies, but they don't actually say they're zombies. And it was brilliant. I had a, I had a fantastic time. Wow. Did this come out around the time that we met? Because I feel like I remember you talking about this in college. I think so. I actually, yes, I think so. Because I had it on DVD. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to wow. look it up now just to double check. But it, it was a great movie. But my uh -huh. point is, like, it doesn't have to be zombies, people. It could be demons. There are plenty of other, you know, dark fantasy tropes you can use as opposed to freaking zombies. And like the whole bite thing and turn into a zombie. I don't care. I don't care anymore. <sighs> I am a hundred percent on the same page as you, my friend. I just, I do not see the appeal. I think they also have been bled dry. Like just, they are, they're just a gray lump of nothing. Now, when I hear the word yeah. zombie, I just think of a gray lump of nothing of zero of emptiness. Cause that's what everything has given me. Uh, the only things I've enjoyed are, you know, that, that Simpsons episode is, is probably one. I like that. I like Shaun of the Dead with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I think the only serious zombie thing that I've ever enjoyed was probably the original George A. Romero, Dawn of the Dead, the seventies one, not the yeah. one that Zack Snyder made. Cause the one that <laughs> Zack Snyder made was just too like, the, the first one was all about like the humans and, and, and survival. And it, you know, it had that cool thing that I've always loved of the idea of having a shopping mall all to yourself, which is just so warm and cozy of a thought. I love that idea. And, you know, it, it played with the, the characters on the film and, and them trying to survive. And then 
The Zack Snyder one, on the other hand, was just like, yeah, rock and roll, let's kill zombies, <laughs> rock music, electric guitar. And that, it's like the first one, I feel like it was made for adults. The second one, I feel like was made for 14 year old boys with like anthrax posters on their wall. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I think that's the only uh, like legit zombie film that I can or zombie anything that I can look at and say, Yes, I think that's really good. Like I, I mm-hmm. own it. I bought the Blu-ray. Like, other than that, they are just not for me. Not for this guy. And I don't like zombie video games. I've never played a Resident Evil or seen a Resident Evil movie. They are just completely not for me at all. Uh, so this "What If" episode, I didn't really expect much going in. As soon as I saw the title, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's the zombie one. And I was just along for the ride. But the ride was pleasant. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Isabel and I went in with the attitude of like, okay, like just like, okay. You know what I mean? Like this is Mm -hmm. like we go in with like Doctor Strange, which was in comparison, really exciting. Like it was really cool. Um, But yeah, it just kind of makes me like, it's just like, eh, it's okay. Like it's entertaining, but it's zombies. Like just so sick of zombies and it's and really and to be fair um for marvel fans out there the zombies comic was huge it was massive people mm-hmm. loved it people were all over it and i again it's just zombies aren't my thing like even vampires have been just like extorted to a point where it's like oh so sick of vampires like but like the cool thing is is again there are better ways to do it. There are better ways you can do these things. And I think the what I will say for the Marvel fans who love the zombies thing, I think they got their due. Because they, they got the MCU equivalent of the zombies thing that they got. And I prefer it this way. I'd rather a 30-minute zombie experience as opposed to an entire MCU film about zombies. And this whole zombie, zombie-verse, as they call it. Um, but... So I'm, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it happened on the what if platform. Um, overall, I'm right now. I mean, right now, what if is good, but it's not, it's still pacing wise for me. It's not the best Marvel experience I've had thus far. So if you were to sum up what you just said, using your favorite DC film, you would say, what if is good, but it could be better. It, it can't get yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. I hate that movie. God, I hate that movie. <laughs> uh, that movie, the trailer was everything for me. I, I, you know, put a, put a good retro song. I, knew, I know I know, you're not a fan of the whole retro song thing. Oh, no, so I, I love that trailer. I, oh, okay. I am. I think that trailer is. No, I mean, I mean, like the 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 trope of like you know, put a classic song over a, a trailer and then call it a trailer kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, I think but, I think it's been done for the most part really well in trailers. Okay, good. So you're on the you're on the pay, you're on the good side then. Because mm-hmm. like I think if you if you have the right song that conveys the feeling of what the movie's going to be like, then that's it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that trailer, but the movie was just not anything like I was experiencing. Uh, it was just like I just uh, don't get me started. Anyway, guys, it's Ryan's favorite. Yes. Buy him the Blu-ray. Buy him the 4K. Buy him a giant poster so that he can put it's it on funny. the wall. It's, it's funny because uh, Warner Brothers, when they're at, I've, I've been at a couple trade shows where Warner Brothers uh, usually comes and hangs out and does stuff. Um, they always hand out a little loot bag. And in the loot bag, they actually put the most recent Blu-ray in 
like oh cool yeah so one year they actually had wonder woman the first one on blu-ray and they gave it to you for free i want to go to a trade show and get a free blu-ray yeah, and I mean, it's probably the good, like the American Blu-ray, so there's no French yeah. plastered all over the box, too. Well, I don't get invited to more local ones. I mean, besides besides COVID, I mean, I, even yeah. even on the latter end of my, or sorry, on the uh, on the end of before COVID happened, uh, I wasn't going to a lot of local events. I was going to a lot of international ones. But yeah, the local whenever there was a local event, um, yeah, when it, whenever Warner Brothers came, they always they always never uh, never disappointed. They always came with some goodies. Um, but, uh, my point is going back to the whole, the whole thing here. Um, oh, we were talking about trailers and now I'm totally forgetting why I brought this up. Uh, just, just cause you said it could be, the show could be, the show's good. Oh it yeah. Good. It could be better. I think why it can be better is because you can introduce characters and totally alter them in the movies. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about this in the past episode um where we're like you know what would you like to see and we talked about nicholas's cage's ghost rider because this is your opportunity to do a passing of the torch episode and still give fans a version of the hero they want and let them know that they may that they're going to get either a better version or a different uh a different generation of that character like ghost rider has had four different generations of ghosts maybe more but four generations of Ghost Riders, um, one of them being like this uh, female character who is rumored, uh, rumored to be going to be arriving in the MCU. Um, uh, but it's, I think it's, I think it's your opportunity to really kind of take a lot of liberties in giving us characters that we want to see and, and introducing them in a what if platform and then have them reappear. And you kind of get this double experience of like, oh my God, like there is the character. Um, but the problem is with the show is because it's like a what if moment. I feel like, I feel like it's like, okay, it happened, but it's not going to relate to anything. Like, I really don't feel like this is going to relate to anything monumental with Marvel. Like, even with um, after now post Shang Chi and all, I've been watching all the reviews now, all the Easter egg stuff, just to kind of see if I was even remotely close, which we were. There's a couple things we were very, very on the same page with other people on. Um, uh, but um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where uh, you know I just feel like because Shang Chi, like the further we go, the further we go with the MCU. That movie will unveil a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like we got hints and teases of things that are going to expand big time much later on. Where what if I feel like, like it's just a one off? And as much as I love that, the MCU train has left the station, and it's 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 constantly expanding. So anything that doesn't relate directly to the MCU at this point is going to feel weird and off pudding you know what i mean like you're gonna you're gonna be like that's cool but that's it like that's it that actually that line really sums it up it's like that's cool but that's it yeah that's a great line actually uh Mm. i feel like yeah this was just an episode that was just completely for funsies totally superfluous to everything yeah Uh, just to to throw out there uh, to the people, because we are, you and I are the minority in that, you know, everybody seems to just eat up every zombie thing that ever gets made. Um, yeah. You know, all the power to them. I'm, you know, keeping, keep loving what you love, everybody. 
so I, I guess this was just for those people and just like, look, we, we acknowledge that Marvel Zombies was a thing and now it's there. Uh, yeah. I was personally, I was content with that little Easter egg we got in um, Spider-Man Far From Home when Mysterio makes Spider-Man see the, the zombie Iron Man. Yes. Whatever. I was like, okay, yeah, that was that, a, that's... That was perfect nod. Perfect yeah. nod to the zombies. Everyone loved that. Even I loved it. So I was like, that's a wicked nod. And that's all you need to do. You don't need to do more than that. Sorry. Kidding. Yeah, that's all I needed to see. And now I am, you know, I, I understand that this show isn't going to be 100% lore. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be 100% like adding new stuff to canon. I get that. That's the nature of it. So I was expecting most of the series to be little superfluous things like this. And this just happens to be one that is not only, you know, completely irrelevant to the grand scheme of things, but also about subject matter that I'm just like, so done with, you know? So <laughs> I, I, I just tried to enjoy it for what it was. And for me, the enjoyment just came out of, you know, primarily getting to hear Chadwick Boseman again. And getting to hear my man crush Paul Rudd, uh, and and just like you know seeing some characters again, that was pretty much it. It was just the fun of this little grab bag of Marvel heroes mm-hmm. uh, stuck in this situation together, uh, and that was you know I got that enjoyment out of it. So I you know if I'm ever rewatching this show in the future, I'm not going to skip this episode. I thought it was fun, but it. It's just this one little thing that kind of comes and goes. And I get that. I, I guess mm-hmm. they can't all be Dr. Strange Supreme kind of episodes. True. And and here's the other thing I've been trying to define of like what, what's off-putting with the show for me. And and don't get me wrong, everyone, everyone listening who's subscribing and commenting and doing all those wonderful things. Don't get me wrong. I feel like this needs to exist. I feel like what if needed to happen? And, I, and I'm glad it did. I don't get me wrong. I'm really happy that it did. Um, but I, the way to define it is it's, it feels like it's a run-on content that isn't quite delivering or it kind of feels repetitive. It's like this. It, the best way to describe it as an example is the joke in Pirates of the Caribbean about why the rum is gone. <laughs> and it's that constant repeat joke that's elaborated on every single movie, but it all sources from one that one joke that was so well timed and delivered in the movie. But every single time it's like, why is the rum gone? Why is the rum gone? Oh, this is why the rum's why is the rum always gone? I don't care. It's not funny anymore. Like it's just been played. It's just been played so constantly and it's it's so bad and it's and like again like you know funny first time funny funny funny-ish the second time third time they find a creative new way to like introduce the rum is gone and in these what if things it kind of feels like the same thing they find something funny in you know the one moment in the movies and then they'll play it up a little bigger and slightly different in the show and it's like okay I need more than that. Like the, you know, first time around, you know, we had, uh, we had Captain Carter. That was funny and it was different and it expanded a little bit on the whole MCU, but it's, it's the same formula for every single episode. And I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, I get it, but I want, I want something, you know, I want, 
I don't know. I, I want the watcher to show me Galactus or something. Like something. <laughs> like give me something. Well, I mean, obviously you want something substantial and it feels like by its very nature, what if is meant to be insubstantial. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like you're trying to draw blood from a stone here and, and there's oh, there's, all, there's only so much to analogy. show. Thank you. There's only so much the show I think is going to give us. Uh, if they introduce Galactus, cool. I don't think they will because I think, you know, there's something to be said about the idea of seeing him in live action for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me repeat that for Tim's story, who I know is listening. There's something to be said, Tim, about seeing Galactus in live action for the first time, Tim. Um, anyways, where was I? Uh, Where's the, uh, the story in that? <laughs> the I think what the way this show would would resonate the best for me, and this is just speaking from my palette, what I would like is to me the question what if dot 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 question mark to me the philosophical ramifications of a question like what if mm. is um sad to me it's a sad question uh are you, are you from i know you weren't when like back when we were in school but right now ryan are you familiar with harry potter at all like have you watched the movies uh fun fact yes i am familiar i have watched them all You've watched them all. I've watched the. Oh, no, sorry. I'm. I'm I haven't seen part two of the Deathly Hollows, so I'm. I'm actually have not seen them all. I'm okay. missing the last one. Fun fact, though. Um. Uh. My ex girlfriend. Uh. Or well, my girlfriend at the time. Um. Ex girlfriend, obviously. Uh. So I got my wisdom teeth out, and I was super like tanked on like the. the <laughs> the T3s or whatever they gave you. Yeah. And she just thought it was the most brilliant time to just marathon the entire Harry Potter series. So yes, I have seen pretty much all of them. While you were drugged up on dentist thing. While I was drugged up on T3s. So if, if I make a reference to something from the films, you'll, you'll be able to, to potentially, share it. Potentially I may okay. be able to get the joke. Because here's the thing, and this this brings me to my point about what if. Do you know what I think is, you know, the Harry Potter universe introduces a lot of cool magic and everything, but there's also a lot of scary stuff in the world of Harry Potter. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of horror elements to the magic. And do you know what I find to be the scariest thing in all of Harry Potter? What? Is in the first movie, the mirror that shows you what you want most in the world. And how Dumbledore oh, yes. says, you know, people have wasted away in front of this mirror. Because uh, Harry looks in the mirror and he sees his parents with him. And, he, you know, he has a whole family and everything like that. To me, that is the power of the question, what if? And I'm not just talking about Marvel. I'm talking in general. If I were to be in Hogwarts and somebody would say, Andrew, if you look to your left, you will see that mirror. I am covering my eyes and running as fast as I can in the other direction. Because I don't want to see my deepest desires unfold because I'm not going to be able to look away. So the idea of a what if question for me, the best way they can tell a story like that is to tell it in as emotional and sad a way as possible. And I think that the closest we've come was last week was Dr. Strange was the whole thing with Christine because it was all about, you know, what, what if Christine came with me to this party and now everything's going wrong and it turns into this thing 
and it becomes about saving her. Uh, it becomes about him, you know, missing out on a piece of his life and trying to get it back. So I would like to see the show venture into territory like that. What if Uncle Ben lived? You know, uh, what what does that do for me as Peter? Um, what if uh, I, or, or if I was like Iron Man, for example, um, what if they, uh, I, I lost all my money? You know, I came back from Afghanistan, but I lost all my money. What do I do? Like that, like little, little things that would, I think really create, because for that, for more or less, the MCU story is a happy one, right? You know, some, some good guys die because it's, you know, tension, dramatic tension needs to be a thing, but more or less, we have been being told uh, a, a pretty upbeat story. So I would like what if to take the time to delve in the other direction and really show us, you know, what if War Machine didn't survive that fall in Civil War? Are Cap and Tony going to be friends again? Probably not. What's that world like? Uh, and if if Jim Rhodes is not around anymore, does he, you know, um, does he inspire the Falcon when they have that conversation? You know, mm-hmm. all the lives he saved after his war machine, what happens to those lives? That's the what if I want to see. The, the one that really hits you in the heart. The it's a wonderful life what if question, if you will. And I don't think, aside from last week's, Sorcerer Supreme stuff. I don't think the show's given that to us yet. Uh, so far, it's been very lighthearted. Even the dark episode where all the Avengers died, that was even kind of played kind of for laughs because everything was so sudden. Yeah. Uh, so, so I really want it to, I want it to gut me is what I think I want. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think they, I think that they're pushing the wrong, maybe the the, the di- moments we, we didn't really know. They're pretty, uh, yeah, they're kind of pushing weird moments, I think, is the weird thing. is like they're pushing these weird moments that expand into an episode that it's like, okay, it's a fun concept, but I don't know if it's enough to merit the experience we're really looking for here. And personally, for me, I think that the big thing I'm looking forward to right now is, or what I would have done with a what-if episode, a what-if like platform, is Marvel Team-Up. Like, mm-hmm. give me crazy team-ups and, like, have the watcher tell me a story about this team-up and why it's so interesting. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, it's it's an experience where, um, it's an experience where, like, you know, Spider-Man teams up with Human Torch. Cool. What does that look like? What is, mm-hmm. like, that kind of stuff is is interesting to me because I want to see worlds collide in a, in a fun way. Um, you know, because moments in you know avengers endgame like big moments for me was you had these teams come together in various like these various worlds colliding and best example is when guardians ran into thor like that was amazing and it was funny and it was it was just like a wow moment because not only do we go to familiar places with the guardians and thor but we go to new places and it's them together dealing with new circumstances and to me, I think that's what I would want from like a what if platform. And and yeah, like like Marvel team ups, like just go crazy. Like mm-hmm. and we're getting it, we're kind of getting it in the 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 movie side of it. Like we're getting Doctor Strange now with Spider-Man in No Way mm-hmm. Home, which is really cool. And then Wanda and Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. But give me give me team ups, like give me fun team ups that we may not see in the MCU, but but deserve a shot in in 
on the platform in some way, shape or form. One of the many things that I love about like phase three and beyond is how well they've been handling the idea of the team ups. Like mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok became a team up movie with the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's been this beautiful little, just they're, they're synchronizing everything so well in those. So they, they've got the team up handled and I think that it's worked so well. I feel like they won't take that and turn it into an animated Disney plus show because it is pretty much now it's the foundation of the movies. And that's a great point. Yeah. It's, it's a great point for sure. I, you know, it, yeah, we're kind of seeing it now anyway, and we're, we're, we're getting, we're getting to that point, but I don't know, maybe short stories on other, uh, the team ups that we may not be able to see in the MCU, like, you know, maybe Moon Knight and Spider-Man, like we may not, we may never get that, um, you know, mm. right. Like, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, um, I think would be really cool. And on top of that, like, like I said, in the previous episode of what if, like, give me, give me like, what if 2099? Give me, give me stuff. I I know I won't see, like, give me stuff. I know I won't see in the MCU. And I agree with you. Like, what if uncle Ben lived? That would have been a really cool. What if story, you know, Um, the ones that make you think like the ones that put stuff into perspective and it may not even necessarily be like a tragedy but it is something that would completely turn your worldview inside out like you for example ryan you have an awesome brother nick i've met him we all love nick nick needs to be on the show one day imagine a, yeah. imagine somebody shows you a watu comes down and shows you a what if version of your life where you were an only child right it may not necessarily you know it's probably not going to be a tragic life. Like you're a wonderful human being. I, I know you will always have a wonderful life no matter what, but just look at that guy's life, that other Ryan, he has, he has no idea what he's missing. That's the crazy thing. He has no idea that he's missing out on a Nick. Right. And then it even Mm -hmm. brings up the question, is he missing out or is that just how his world is? And it's totally normal. Like there's, you, you could waste your life away just sitting there studied that's why that harry potter thing scares the hell out of me um and that would just snowball in your brain i think right like what would go through your head seeing something like that yeah no absolutely but that's and i think that's where our kind of our two outlooks on what if is coming together really is it's like for me it's like the the sad joke that constantly keeps playing out and it's like, and they're playing it out in this big, big level. And, and you're right. It's like you, you desire, you want, you desire this thing, but when you're watching it, it's kind of like, it's, you, you kind of don't want to watch it. Cause you, you know, kind of want to see more and, and more. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it, it's a, it's a weird show, but I think, again, I do think it's, it has its purpose and it's, and it's serving said purpose. Um, but the other, I think the other thing is with these, with the, what if is it's a Disney plus show and the Disney plus shows right now have been like way up here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. WandaVision just blew us out of the water. Like, you know, and it's funny too, because I I almost want to look back on our episodes with WandaVision, like the first four episodes again, because it was like, it wasn't until the fourth episode that it was just like, what are we watching? Like, this is something totally different. And the same goes for, um, you know, the same goes for like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like it was just an incredible 
thrill ride and then it added so much content to the mcu that you can now pick apart like we did a whole we did a whole thing with anna where like we were looking at like kingpin and like norman osborne like we were we were all over the board and then like and then loki loki was the peak of the whole thing loki was like gate like game changer ending and it was like that was like everything i wanted in a disney plus show like in fact all three of them combined is exactly what i was expecting from disney plus 100 percent. and yeah. and what if it's and again what if is is on that that it's in that group but i i still don't feel like it hasn't done the thing that the other episodes have done to kind of make me just go wow like oh my god and and i mean viewers correct me if i'm wrong what am i missing what am i missing from this show that i should be excited about but i'm not i'm 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 happy to watch it but i'm not like i'm kind of like trying to get to the next episode because i want to see i want to know just i want to know what's going on and the, the other shows, they hit that point, and then they not only do they get me there, they they're like, you got to keep coming, like it's gonna be good. This show's just like, hey, come check this out. We got a whole different thing here, and it's like, okay. And then after it happens, that I'm the one going, okay, what's next? Instead yes. of it going, oh, you need to keep coming, like it's gonna be something's big's coming. It's like it's just me going, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. And I mean, granted, you know, we still have how many left? This this is the fifth one. And there's supposed to be 10 of them. I keep forgetting. I think 10, yeah. We're at the halfway okay. point, I think. All right. So we're at the halfway point. Um, maybe they stuck, you know, the less substantial ones in the front mm-hmm. and saved the back half for something bigger. Uh, so I'm always willing to give anything the benefit of the doubt when it's not finished. Uh, so I'll I'll let it play its course. And I, I think that we will definitely get more to, to chew on. Uh, and, and I think what would help is something to make us grateful for what is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, going back to the It's a Wonderful Life reference, because George Bailey sees a version of life where he does not marry his, you know, he doesn't marry Mary, as soon as he gets back to the real world, first thing he does, he like he runs to Mary and he gives her the biggest hug and kiss because he's like, oh my God, like I, you will not believe the world I just saw. So if they can do something that will make us grateful for the real world to the point where like we want to put in our DVD copy of, you know, Captain America 1 again because we're so grateful that that's how life turned out, then they will have reached a point where I think that they've used the what if question the, the way that I want anyway, I shouldn't say use it correctly because it really is no correct way, but just that they've used <laughs> it the way that I think is, uh, is strong uh, from a storytelling standpoint. Uh, but for now we make do with zombies. zombies. Well, you know, on that note, I do want to provide a little bit of backstory on the zombie verse. Okay. okay. So I took I got some I got some uh got some notes from a book here. Ooh, research. And, yeah, research, man. This is where the good stuff comes from. So the so what happens is there is a superhero that was caught in a time loop. His name is Century. He's kind of like Marvel's equivalent of Superman. Um 
and he has he's a very powerful superhero i kind of find him pretty boring character um uh, but but he's he's fun in the comics uh because he always seems to drive narrative um so he he gets stuck in a time loop but he ends up arriving in his own future but he comes with a plague and that plague turns people into zombies right mm-hmm. classic um so the superhero the the plague ends up infecting superheroes and because of that there's superhuman element um that drives the hunger to like a whole level and then all basically you know zombies go crazy but because certain patterns of events happen silver surfer ends up arriving and he's like okay this planet's dying so you know let's call in galactus but the zombies are so powerful because they keep eating superhumans, they end up consuming and killing Galactus. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then these zombies get imbued with cosmic power, and they end up jumping to different uh, different worlds. So they or- originally came from Earth 2149, and then they jumped to Earth 6... Sorry, they jumped one six one zero, and yeah, they they start eventually slowly trying to get to the the prime universe. But uh, as the more worlds they conquer, a counter army takes them on, and it goes that way. Um, so yeah, they they kind of create like a, a multi dimensional force that that goes to stop the zombies, and that's been the story of Marvel Zombieverse. And was the zombie comic a, like a, a one-shot like little miniseries, or is it still going on? Uh, I think it was kind of a one-shot, but it's, it's, it's a pretty long one-shot. Wow. Yeah, I never read it, never really had any inkling to read it, but it's nice to know. Because it's zombies. Because <laughs> it's zombies. It's nice to know the backstory, though. And I do like that they, you know, it did give me a little bit of tension in this episode uh, that they made the the bold choice of the zombie still has the power of whoever they used to be in life. Um, and, and, you know, I wasn't sure how that worked, but I was just like, whatever suspension of disbelief. Uh, so it created a lot of moments where it was scary. You know, you see captain America zombie and you're like, Ooh, he could do a lot of damage. Somebody stop him. Uh, and for me, the moment that I think was my favorite moment, just because it got like a reaction out of me was, Okay, Wasp gets scratched. We know she's not going to do well, and she's just kind of waiting to turn. Um, and she's she's wearing her superhero outfit, and the whole time I just kept thinking, she needs to take that off because the second she changes, she's going to be able to shrink and do stuff. And like once she's shrunken and a zombie, then all bets are off. She's like, she could be the most powerful zombie and just kill everybody really quickly. So I, like she's sitting there and she's in her wasp uniform and Spider-Man's talking to her and uh, Okoye is talking to her and everybody's just talking. And I'm like, somebody tell her to get into her normal clothes and take that suit off because she's going to be a zombie soon. What are they doing? Uh, and they they did the thing where she grows giant. So it was cool to see the giant man version of wasp. I do like that. I don't know if that's ever a thing yeah. in the comics, but I want to see more of that in the movies too. Yeah, she actually, um, she, uh, how do I describe it? She gets exposed to uh, the pin particles, and she was a- she's able to summon pure potter. In the comics, uh, Janet Van Dyne, which is the mother of Hope, she's able to summon the particles by will. 
So she doesn't need the, the serum to do it um, because of her exposure to it. And then she was never able to grow big until like emotionally driven to a state where then she thus grows big and she ends up delivering a massive blow. You actually have seen an example of that in one of the best Marvel cartoons of all time. That's right. Avengers S Mightiest Heroes. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, she has done it in the comics and stuff, uh, but it was nice to see it done in the the cartoon, or sorry, in uh, what if, in the MCU world, uh, which was really cool. But yeah, no, the, I, we had, you know, it's funny. I, I'm sure listeners are nodding along with us here in terms of. Oh, they had, better be. constantly. <laughs> Isabella, Isabella, and I had the same reaction. It was kind of like, how are the zombies able to use their powers? But my mind logic was that, you know, they're, they're zombies get to a state of their like most basic functions, right? Like they, they know that they need sustenance in order to maintain themselves. Actually pointing out from the research I did on Zombieverse, um, their world was, was like essentially consumed by zombies to a point where they didn't have anything to feed on. So they just kind of, became just like still they just stopped moving oh. which they did in the the mcu version which when they got to vision they just stopped um which was interesting uh but yeah so my brain logic was is like okay so they're at their most basic form of like purpose but at the same time they do have their power so basically it's like okay i i i know i need to get to y like from I, I value X need to get to value Y. And it's like, okay, so it's just like in, intuition. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's driven by intuition. Like I'm going to reach forward. Oh, laser beam. Right. Like Dr. Strange with the sling ring thing. Like I need to get to this point. It's just kind of happens as second nature because that's what heroes do, right? The heroes train to a point where everything's second nature. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Like it was, it wasn't, uh, it didn't shatter any illusions or anything like that. I was just like, yeah, okay, cool, fine. They, they have the powers. If any, like it added flavor to it. Uh, Cause if but, it was just yeah. going to be Captain America and he's just like, then I'm just like, well, <laughs> yeah. what, what's different here? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, but Isabel and I had the same reaction. It's like, okay, that's bad. And now she's like carrying them and we're like, okay, she could turn any minute and just, um, you know, like just end yeah. it right there. What if that happened? <laughs> exactly. I'm yeah, glad I wasn't I'm the sure. only one who was paranoid. Like, take off the costume, give it yeah. to like, oh, give it to a Koye or somebody who has no powers so that they can be of more help and like just get her in normal clothes because that will be bad if she turns in that thing. So I'm glad yeah. I wasn't, you know, the only one yelling that at my television. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we we had that same reaction we were even saying like just downsize like just downsize because at least that point who knows what the zombie would do but yeah there was there was that moment of tension i mean the show that that's where the kind of brilliant moments of the show come out is like they they find these 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 moment they find in the what if moments um these flashes of genius uh, i'll describe them as because it's like we have these circumstances now. What is something that you wouldn't expect? And it's like, okay, you know, Wasp, for, for most of the show, she seems like she's, like, head of the game. And in the end, her confidence ends up, like, 
turning her into a zombie. So there are these brilliant moments of tension that the show creates and has you has that moment of you being like, okay, this is cool. Oh, what's going on here? And then you start like getting into it and then you reset. Yeah, I like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think I will say as like, I guess the last big positive thing I want to throw and shower on this episode is, you know, due to Disney Plus, due to the shows we've gotten, we have spent a hell of a lot more time than we did before with people like Loki and and uh, Sam the Falcon and Bucky Barnes and all that. But I think the biggest emotional journey that at least I feel I've gone on in Disney Plus is WandaVision, uh, just in terms of how emotionally it got to me. So when Vision showed up here, it's the first time we've seen him since WandaVision ended. And it, it felt utterly new to see, like my reaction to seeing Vision was completely different than it's been any other time I've seen Vision because of what we went through together in that story. So I, I think that his popping up and the way it made me feel just reinforces how great a story WandaVision was and how deeply that affected the fans. And just like, you know, thinking about what Wanda went through, what he went through, and that whole uh, concept of that fake mm-hmm. world that she built for herself. Again, that what if that she built for herself. What if I had my husband and we had a normal life when we weren't Avengers and we tried to raise a family? She looked into that Harry Potter mirror and she liked what she saw so much. She kept that spell going to the point where it was hurting people in the outside world. Uh, again, dangerous mirror. Do not get that mirror away from me, please, wizards. Uh, so seeing vision was uh, like, it, it, it just made my heart beat a little bit faster. And I'm like, oh man, vision, he's he's gone now. And, and that we had such great times together back in January and February. Uh, so I want to give the show and in turn WandaVision show sort of credit for that, for giving me a new perspective on characters just from seeing them pop up. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, I mean, you bring, I, I love that analogy with the mirror. It's, it's really, it's kind of really making me kind of just marinate with it a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean the emotional journey of Wanda and like, just like what Wanda has done for fans. It, it really, you know, she was a she was a side character in Age of Ultron, and then Civil War. She was a story driver, like she was a principal character. And then WandaVision is like I think WandaVision really cemented her presence as like you know, you know, cause like when you think of like these MCU movies now, or like even just MCU now, she really stands out as her own character, and you know, just like just like you know what the MCU does is it, it brings to life these characters, but when it's your character that you really love, then you, you get so attached. And when they have that moment, like they do, like, like Scar- Scarlet Witch had in WandaVision, this moment of like actualization, it's just such a fan moment. You know what I mean? I can't yes. describe it other than that. Like, like for me, for me, I, I loved Captain America going into the MCU before like Captain America got, got his fame. Um, and 
once MCU happened and as his story progressed, like, and now the torch has been passed, it's for me, I had that fan moment and, it, and, and it's that, it's that thing I love. And I think that's what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? That's always what I'm looking for. What's the next character that's going to do that for me. And it might be Moon Knight. It might be She-Hulk. I don't know, but I mm, just want it. Oh, I hope it's She-Hulk. She's the best. Tatiana, man, I love her acting so much. So good. Oh, man. Uh, well, any final thoughts, Ryan, about what if zombies before we uh, call it a day? Uh, no, nothing really comes to mind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know we kind of started on a down note and worked our way up, but... Um, I mean, I'm happy What If this exists. exists. I am going to see this through to the end because it's a Marvel experience that I'm still enjoying. I'm still wanting to see more. Uh, but uh, that being said, uh, tell, like, where is this going? Where is this going? And how is it going to affect whatever? Um, give watch, Give me a Watu. More a Watu talking. Have, like, a whole What If episode just on a Watu. Like, you know, like his journey. As a watch, like, oh, like we're seeing him seeing things, but it still has nothing to really do about him. So give me more Watu, you know? He what, seemed what, if the last, what, what if the final what if question he asks is, what if I did interfere? Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> that is, that, that would be perfect. That would be the, the moment of, 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 that would be the the moment I'm looking for in this show, because we all know what happens when he does interfere. I, I remember mentioning it in a past podcast, but he interferes and it ends up creating Galactus. So yes, um, uh, so yeah, what happens if he interferes? Oh my god! I think you just I, that's the Marvel moment we've been you know we have on these podcasts. I think you just cracked the cracked it. Ooh, and who knows if if that's truly where we end up going with it maybe we see him do that uh maybe you know this series ends with him saying you know what it's time for me to get my hands dirty and we see him interfere in eternals maybe that's what's gonna happen I am 100% for that. I think, you just, <laughs> I think you just renewed my energy for this show, and I'm now 100% yes. wanting to see uh, where this goes. But I, I think that's where it should go, 100%. And mm -hmm. I, it's hard to say because, like, again, with these shows, um, with the MCU in general, I know I can't imagine the the mental strain of, of the MCU is now at such a point where you actually have to be careful how you're building the world now because the world exists and the world is its own thing, you know, like its own universe to a point where like, because it exists, you now need to be careful how characters interact. You know what I mean? Because you want, you want the narrative to go somewhere in a certain way. So you can't have a character just, you can't have a character pull a what if and just like drive the narrative somewhere else. Cause we as the fans have made such a momentum you know, it's going to be curious to see where this momentum is going, right? Especially because we're in a whole new saga. This is this is the big thing. Like, we're in a whole yeah. new saga 
And so like, where is the saga going? What's going to happen? I don't know, but I can't imagine the level of pressure that Kevin and, and his creative team are feeling in the sense of like, like it's the universe has come to such a point now where, you know, it's not about building it anymore. It's about, it's about it reacting to what they're doing, which is a whole mm. mind blowing moment as a writer and as a fan. Right. So, um, like I've seen a lot of interviews with Kevin Feige and, and, you know, a lot of people are asking him the same old questions. Where's the young Avengers? When are you going to announce this? What is this about? You know, what does this mean? And he keeps dodging them. And I think honestly, I think he, he honestly, he has to keep being careful because the universe, everyone's invested so much into this universe. The mystery is carrying us through, but you do have to be careful about what you do and how you do it. Um, and he, he even says that I, I can't remember what interview it was. Oh, it was the collider interview collider interview. He mentions, um, he mentions like, you know, we have to be careful about how creative we want to be. And, and, yeah. and I think I, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to get to get to where Kevin Feige is today and a well-deserved place he's in, um, where he, he has everyone's emotional investment. And he's still able to constantly continue to create. And it's such a, a responsibility that he has. And it's it's going to be interesting. Yes. And I, I agree with his choice of word that they have to be careful. Because this world that they've made, as beautiful as it is, there's so many moving pieces. It's, it's a Jenga tower, man. And if you try to add something too early or try to take out something too late, it's really in danger of just crumbling. And then you think like, oh, well, that was disappointing. So I say that they can take all the time in the world that they want. And uh, I look forward to just, even if we never get Young Avengers, whatever, because I'm sure whatever they have planned is still good, no matter what. So I'll be happy with anything. I'll be super happy with more Kingpin, but that's literally it. That's all I'm begging for. Other than that, I trust Kevin Feige 100%. Um, So Mr. Ryan, where can people find you to tell you how wrong you are about zombies, man? They can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Xbox Canada. You can find me on Instagram at Ryan J. Whitehead. And you can find me at Twitter at Crusader Online. And I'll be on that Twitter and that Instagram at Andrew Fantasia, as well as on the Andrew Fantasia YouTube channel. And if anybody out there is a James Bond fan, I have a treat for you. I am doing a retrospective starting on September 14th where I will be going over every single James Bond movie, one movie per day, counting down to Bond 25, No Time to Die, which right now, Delta Variant Willing, is coming out October 8th. So if you if you want to get more details than you ever thought you needed about every single James Bond movie, the Andrew Fantasia channel is going to be the place to be. I get a little bit nuts. You didn't think you wanted to know about what Bond orders for breakfast when he goes to Istanbul, Turkey, but by God, I am telling you exactly what he ordered for breakfast when he went to Istanbul, Turkey, whether you like it or not. I love it. Can't wait. It's it's so good. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope to see you guys there and we'll see you here next week on Infinity Rewatch. Until then, Have a great week, stay safe, and please have a marvelous brains.